0: thank you for plugging into this family life news podcast streaming issues driven family focus news it's time for faith under fire the family life news feature that looks at how christ christians and culture interact collide and hopefully seek truth Today, we are speaking with Warren Smith. He is the president of Ministry Watch, an organization that does a lot of evaluation and recommendations regarding finances and faithfulness of Christian ministries around the country. Warren, welcome once again. We're glad to have you back on Family Life.
1: Thank you, Greg. Great to be with you.
0: We are delving into a topic of where Christian leadership is in the midst of the divided, divisive, Hyperpartisan partisan culture you have right now. You had uh, on ministrywatch.com posted an opinion piece on what you wish churches and church leaders were doing. Can you tell us where things stand as you look at this across our culture of where Christians are on trying to be faithful to the gospel and also active and involved in the big issues of the day?
1: Well, first of all, I do think it is important for Christians to be involved in the big issues of the day. However, I think that sometimes Christian leaders, for reasons that are not completely evil or wrong or uh, hard to understand, sometimes seek these big platforms and big voices, and uh, and they don't really, I think, focus on where they should be focused, which is in their local congregation, in their local communities and their local churches I do want to quickly say though Greg that I think there are many thousands tens of thousands even hundreds of thousands of faithful Christian pastors and leaders out there but unfortunately sometimes the ones with big social media platforms the ones with the big book contracts the ones with their television programs they're the ones that get all the attention And they also, unfortunately, become a role model for other, especially younger men and women who want to make a difference in the world. They look at those folks that have these big platforms and think that that's the way to go. And what I'm advocating for is just simple faithfulness in the local community, a pastor being a true shepherd of his flock in his local church, a Christian leader just being faithful to the mission that God has given uh, him or her with his ministry or her ministry, and uh, let the consequences be up to God. Our duty is faithfulness, results are up to God.
0: My experience is in local churches, small and mid-sized churches, many of our listeners are participants in that kind of congregation. What is the danger of a church, obviously a church that goes, okay, we're only going to lean toward the conservative issue of everything, or we're only going to be social activist liberals? Those congregations, those entities are not going to last very long, so there's the practical thing, but there's also the theological side of how the Lord on his deathbed said, I pray that you are united as one.
1: Well, I think that's right. I mean, that was Jesus. Uh, one of Jesus' final prayers for us was that that we be as one. And once again, I'm not saying that we should not advocate for and actively work for the flourishing of our local communities. But I think the one of the dangers is that when we when we conflate that kind of activism, biblical activism that 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 seeks flourishing in in our local communities, with a certain kind of political activism, especially if it's tied as you you said, Greg, to either liberal or conservative causes, because in the political arena, those causes shift. I would remind our listeners that William Wilberforce, who was instrumental in abolishing the slave trade would have been considered a progressive or a liberal in his day. It was the conservatives who were wanting to maintain the slave trade, and it was a progressive idea to eliminate the slave trade and eliminate slavery. So politics is constantly shifting. You know, an idea that might be considered liberal in one generation is considered conservative in another generation and vice versa. But if we stand on biblical truth, we can be sure that will never change, that the Word of God endures forever and that if we are focused on the gospel and on standing on the principles of the Word of God, we don't have to worry about whether something that we advocate for one day or one week or one year uh, might suddenly go out of fashion the next. And I would also uh, say, too, that if we stand on the gospel, if we stand on God's promises, a funny thing happens society changes people change the world changes not because we went out to change the world but because we sought to be faithful to the gospel we're
0: talking with warren smith the president of ministry watch as these congregations are out there small church pastors or a growing number of congregations that don't have an ordained pastor in place could you give us some of your top five or top three steps the prescription you have to prevent us from getting dragged into partisan politics where it's hard to be heard by people that are on a different stance on an issue or two? How do we stay scripturally focused?
1: to stay scripturally focused especially if you have a leadership role or any sort of influence such as a pastor deacon or elder in your local church is just to insist on being a gospel-centric church Uh, work towards the good of your local community you know it's it's funny i i discover that the bad guys are all in washington or new york or los angeles often If you stay focused on the local issues and local concerns, that will help a great deal. Stay focused on the gospel as well, and don't get distracted by partisan ideas. Now, I I would, quick to add, Greg, that there are certain political positions that have strong gospel rationale. So for example, abortion would be an example. Same-sex marriage would be another example. I mean, the Bible is absolutely clear on these issues, and I think we should be too. But where the Bible is not clear, or where there is space for Christian liberty, I think that one of the things that local churches can do is to be hospitable towards those uh, who hold other views, love them into the kingdom, rather than argue them into the kingdom. Uh, I find that very few people are argued into the kingdom and most people indeed are loved into the kingdom.
0: I think that may be one of the best steps in the prescription here because even if you hold a position and can point to multiple places in scripture that says this is what we should do about this issue, By ranting and raving and calling people names who disagree with you probably is not going to get them on that issue and may also drive them further from their own relationship with the Lord who really ought to be the Lord of all of us.
1: Yeah, amen to that. And, you know, one tactic that I use a great deal in my interpersonal relations and and sometimes even in the way we do journalism here at Ministry Watch is to ask questions. A lot of times if if you tell someone something, they may or may not agree with you. But if you ask them questions and get them to examine their point of view in a deeper way, sometimes they will start themselves seeing the flaws in that point of view. Questions like, what do you mean by that? Or how did you come back? by that position. You seem to be speaking with a great deal of conviction and authority. Where did you get that conviction and authority? Questions like that posed to people who have a relativistic, a secular worldview start to expose cracks and flaws in their positions. You don't have to do that. They're doing it for themselves in their own mind.
0: Then the conversations can happen.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a great writer named Greg Kokel. He's written a book called Tactics. He calls that technique putting a pebble in someone's shoe. That when you ask them a tough question about their own worldview, in other words, you're not presenting necessarily your worldview, you're asking them a tough question about their worldview, it's become something that they can't ignore. It becomes like a pebble in your shoe. You walk around with it and it just bugs you all day long until you get rid of it in some way, until you either adjust your worldview in some way, shape, or form, or you put it out of your mind altogether. But I think that if you keep asking those questions of your friends, those closest to you, that they won't be able to put it out of their mind altogether. They're going to have to keep dealing with it. I think it's a very effective way. It was a strategy Jesus used, by the way. In fact, if you look at Jesus' primary strategy for uh, propagating the gospel in his day, it was through storytelling and questions. And I think that those are techniques that we modern Christians should use as well.
0: Our guest is Warren Smith. He is the president of ministrywatch.com. Thank you for joining us on Faith Under Fire. Thank you, Greg. Great to be with you again. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.